Captain John Miller takes his men behind enemy lines to find Private James Ryan, whose three brothers have been killed in combat. Surrounded by the brutal realities of war, while searching for Ryan, each man embarks upon a personal journey and discovers their own strength to triumph over an uncertain future with honor, decency, and courage. Coming in at number 71 on AFI's Top 100 Movies is Saving Private Ryan. So raise your glass. Here's drinking with you, kid. Hello, Conrad. What's up, man? This is going to be a controversial episode because... controversial. Well, perhaps polarizing is a better word because you and I have very different opinions about this Shocking. movie. Shocking. Shocking. The drink for today is just some good old-fashioned yingling. Delish. It's amazing. Cold. Refreshing. Absolutely. Crack it open. You know what? It's a good summer beer. I mean, any beer is a good summer beer, minus no, the No, I ones. don't like heavy beers in the summer. You. Like Guinness and things like that. I don't like heavy like beer that. in general. I am not a huge fan, but like any sort of heavy beer, I'm not good with that in the summer. This was actually a very popular beer back in the 40s during the war with the soldiers. Before we dive into our thoughts on the movie, mm-hmm. let me tell you a little bit about what was happening that year, Conrad. What year was it? This was in 1998. Oh, so I was a well, we were either a just, freshman in college or a sophomore in college. We were just little twenty-year-olds, not knowing what to do in this world. Yeah. This is kind of weird. Like this is the first movie we've reviewed that we saw as adults. As adults, yeah, yeah. That came out like when we were adults. Yeah. Um, big things that happened this year. Google was founded. Mm. Kind of big. Okay, Google. Um, assembly of the ISS, the International Space Station, NASA sent six people on the endeavor to like set things up. Put it together. Love that. Windows 98 <laughs> was released. Do you remember that one? <laughs> what was the noise that it made? Uh, bum, 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 bum. No, that's... Oh, no. No, that's... Uh, no, that sounds right. I don't remember. No, but it did make a certain noise. Oh, oh God. The, and this these were the days of AOL. Yeah. Ding dong. Oh, that's the modem. The modem. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. The FDA approved Viagra. Oh. Much to the excitement of men and women. You're welcome, man. <laughs> and then Apple unveiled the iMac. Okay, films that came out this year, some <clears throat> classics. Armageddon. Oh, don't want to miss a thing. Ugh, The Truman Show, underrated oh, I never and amazing. saw that movie. It's really, really freaking good. The Big Lebowski. I never saw it. Oh, wait, I, no, I did see that movie. I never saw it. And yeah. that's like a it's cult the bowling classic. One, yeah. John Goodman. And, and uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, right. As the dude. Uh, Rushmore. Uh made by Wes Anderson, who is oh, a Houston I'm not a Wes, native. I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. You know what? Honestly, I'm not either. I'm no. so sorry. I actually have um, a friend who went to school with him. So, mm. sorry. Didn't he do, um, God, what was that hotel one? Not- yes. Uh, uh, but the one said in with India. You in the, yes, yes, yes. The hotel. I don't remember the name of I it. I know it's not Hotel Rwanda, but that's the no, only thing I can think of. It is not. Which, by the way, is a fantastic movie. I never movie. saw that movie. Oh, my God. That's a great movie. Yeah. And then 
I one of my favorite comedies of all time. There's something about Mary. Oh, so good. Semen hair. I. <laughs> I have seen that many times. The books that came out that year, A Little Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, book number two. Clash of Kings, which was the number two book in the Game of Thrones series. Oh, okay. The Poisonwood Bible by Barbara Kingsolver. Love that name. And Digital Fortress by Dan Brown. Terrible book, just so you know. TV, we had ER. Friends. yeah. Yeah. Frasier. Yeah. Veronica's Closet. No. No, I didn't like it either. And Jesse, I don't remember Jesse. Jesse? Yeah, J E S S E. Who's in it? I don't know. I didn't oh, bother God. to look any of that up. Music, we had Too Close by Next. We had The Boy Is Mine. Not yours. Little Brandy and Monica. You're still the one, you're still the one I run to. Shania. Oh, we have. Um, you know, she's the only artist to have back to back. Uh, double platinum albums. Really? Yeah. Shania's kind of freaking huge. Yeah. Um, I'll be your wish, I'll be your love, I'll be your fantasy. fantasy. Little Truly I'll Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. And then, how do I live without you? I, I want, want to know. know. But sung by Leanne Rhymes. Who was the other one? Trisha Yearwood. Sang it originally, didn't she? Uh, no clue. I think so. Okay. Celebrities born that year. Connor, this was hard. <laughs> this <laughs> Zendaya? was really hard. No, she was Zendaya, not born. I Zendaya. Say. No, Jaden Smith. Okay. Okay. China Ann McLean, who was in Descendants 2. <laughs> that was the best one you could find? Um, There were only two big ones that I could find that were actors. Okay. There is some like... Musicians. I'm sure were. there's a lot more musicians. But these 1998, were the only ones. you're 25 now. You're 24, 25. Yeah. Okay. So oh, I'm, there crazy. are a bunch of those. Peyton Meyer from Girl Meets World. Nope. And then this was the other one that I was like, oh, okay, I know her. Maya Hawk. No. Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter, who's in Stranger Things. She plays Robin. I love her. Which one is Robin? Robin is the lesbian who's really good friends with um, Steve, who worked in the in ice the cream mall. shop. Yes. Okay, good, good. I love her. Got it. Okay, so this movie, 1998, it made four of the AFI lists. It made. Um, uh, Number one on Most Gratuitous. No, stop it. <laughs> My God. Um, it did not, well, no, of course it didn't make the original because this was in 1998. So it's number 71 on this list. It was number eight for the epic, for the 10 top 10. There was a category for epic movies. This was number eight. Cheers, number 10. Oh, yeah, I was cheering the whole time. (laughs) Thrills, number 45. Now, I'm honestly surprised that Thrills was as low as it was because just that first 20 minutes and the last 30 were like nail biting, I thought. But apparently that's just me. So source material, there was a historical book called D-Day, June 6, 1944, The Climactic Battle of World War II. That is the full title. This was also based on the Nyland brothers. It was four brothers who served in World War II. And it was thought that only one survived, but it was actually two that survived. The second one was a Japanese POW. 
prisoner of war, in case you you don't know that. that. Um, Now, soldiers did not sacrifice their lives to get Fritz Nieland home. Right, yeah. That did not happen. Sending soldiers on a mission like this is actually very unlikely. Yeah. Okay, calm it down. (laughs) There's also Lydia Bixby from the Civil War. We hear a little bit of the letter that Abraham Lincoln wrote her. We hear a little bit of it. The best part of that letter, because it really does make me cry, is the solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. Uh, beautiful. All right. Let's get into the cast for this movie. This was a star-studded cast. Stacked cast. It really was. Captain Miller. Of course, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Private Ryan was Matt Damon. Now, what's funny about this is Spielberg hired Matt Damon because he was completely unknown. But during this, Goodwill Hunting came out, mm. and he was like this overnight sensation. Right. But he was supposed to be like a nobody. Sergeant Horvath, Tom Sizemore, rest in peace. He is known for having a major drug problem. Do you remember this? Mm, like no. he was with Heidi Fleiss for a long time. Mm, um, Spielberg had him tested daily. Oh. He stayed ho- uh, hober. He hober. stayed sober through this entire shoot. Private Rybin was Edward Burns. I love Edward Burns. Where is he? He was the one who was like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to do this anymore. Weren't they all like that? No. And then Horvath like pointed his gun at him and he was like, you want to leave? Like, super oh, late. right, right, right. Yeah. Jack, uh, Private Jackson was Barry Pepper. He was the sniper. Private Mellish was Adam Goldberg. He was also in Inglorious no. Bastards, I think, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? He was also um, Joey's room. I mean, Chandler's yes, roommate. When the real Joey... like, depressed one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like psycho. Yes. Oh, my God. I loved him in that. <laughs> T. Ford Medic Wade was Giovanni Rabisi. Love. I love. Love, love Giovanni Rabisi. I he was also in Friends. Him. Yes, he was. Oh, he was Phoebe's brother. Corporal Upham was Jeremy Davies. He was Mm -hmm. the um, translator. Captain Hamill, we only see briefly, little Ted Danson. Which is possibly the worst casting I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, like, no. He was too small of a part for me to really care. Uh, It took, never mind. Okay, it took you out of it. Yeah, like several other <laughs> so, Okay, all right. Sergeant Hill was Paul Giamatti. Right. I love me some Paul Giamatti. Okay. Mm-hmm. And hello, what's this? A little Breaking Bad appearance. Right. A war, deport, a war department colonel. Doesn't even get a name. No. Brian Cranston. One-armed Brian. Uh, one-armed Brian. And that like right. jacket that was like... Clearly with the shoulders extended out so that he could hide his arm. Okay. All right. This was directed. <laughs> with all the technical advancements of this movie, they just put a wide <laughs> a wide blazer on this guy. And he's like, no, just, just hold your hand next to your Again, body. Again, too small of a part for me to really Man. care. Okay. This was directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Robert Rodat, and music by John Williams. I mean, little known fact. Maybe you told me this. Do you know who the son is of John Williams? Lead singer for Toto. Oh, okay. That's weird. Do you know who Toto is? Yeah. Okay. Africa. Yes. 
Hold yeah. the line, Rosanna. What? God, so good. Rosanna, Rosanna. Diana. The length of this <laughs> is two hours and forty nine minutes. Mm. It's about two hours and forty two minutes too long. Oh, inter- okay. We get a good seven. I'm Actually, excited about yeah. that. The credits last for seven minutes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right. Common All Sense Media, 14 plus. I actually don't agree what? with that. I don't Are you agree kidding me? Mm-mm. That's ridiculous. This is way too God. violent for 14. I'm sorry. Like, it's rated R. It should be NC-17. It was NC-17 in Singapore. Yeah. The reviews, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Here was the consensus, the very wise consensus. So realistic. Anchored, yeah, it was. Anchored by another winning performance from Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg's unflinchingly realistic war film virtually redefines the genre. Now, here is one bad review that I know that you'll agree with. Why did Spielberg make it? He wants us to imagine we can feel the terror of being there, but does that make us any wiser about this or any other conflict? Probably not. Definitely not. The awards, the Academy Award wins. We have Best Director, Warranted. Best Cinematography, Warranted. Best sound, best film editing, best effects. Absolutely. The nominations, it lost best picture to Shakespeare in Love. It lost, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks lost best actor to Roberto Benigni in Life is Life Beautiful. Life is Beautiful, got it. Uh, the best writing lost to Shakespeare in Love. Best art direction lost to Shakespeare in Love. Mm. Best makeup lost to Elizabeth. Remember that, that one with not Kate, Kate Blanchett? Blanchett? Oh, yeah, okay. Kate wow. Blanchett. I guess I'm surprised and I got that right. I am too. What the hell? <laughs> and the best dramatic score lost to Life is Beautiful. Here's the other best picture nominations were Elizabeth, mm. okay. Life is Beautiful, and The Thin Red Line. First impression. I thought it was amazing and heartbreaking. What were your thoughts, Conrad? Your first impression. When did you, well, well no. When did you first see this movie? Uh, I, I'm, I don't think I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. but I saw it shortly after. I mean, I saw it back in the day. I saw it in the theater yeah. and was completely blown away. And one of the things Spielberg told, or like one of the stipulations was at these theaters, they had to pump up the volume in the war scenes so that you were really surrounded mm-hmm. by bullets and all of that. Okay. So your first impression was, no. Even no. back then, it was... Even good. back then, I did not like it. You did not like it. And have you seen it since? <laughs> yeah, I saw it last week. Well, no. Besides <laughs> last week, had you watched it at all oh, over those no. 20 years? Oh, 25 no. Years? I have, okay. There's literally no interest in seeing this movie. And I would never like have seen it again had it not been for this podcast. Do you like war movies? You know, I was thinking about... Okay, maybe I don't like war movies. Maybe I like war movies less than I like scary movies. You know what? You are just <clears throat> like our former guest, Jack. Uh, he does not like war movies either. Um, I'm trying to think of a war movie that I like that's not Tropic Thunder. <laughs> God, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's so um, it's so. I mean, we have so a lot stupid. of war movies on this list. Right. I... 
just have issue with the desire mm. to accurately represent people being shot and blown up. You don't think it's important to no. witness that stuff? Absolutely not. I, it changes. It educates me none. It changes me none. It doesn't change my opinion of war. It doesn't change my opinion of sacrifice. It doesn't change okay. how many people died in the war. Like what? Over almost half a million. For over four hundred thousand mm-hmm. Americans died mm-hmm. in the war. Um, it provides no educational anything to see someone get blown up and then pick their arm up and walk around or oh i made it pam shot like okay it's gratuitous we are definitely gonna disagree on all of this unnecessary it's kind of disgusting that people are making money off of this now i will say spielberg donated most of the money just like he did with schindler's list um, donating most of the money to veterans and things like that and did it in the name of his father, who was a World War II veteran. I do understand what you're saying. It is very gratuitous. Yeah, it's gross. Like, it is uncomfortably disgusting. However, however, my stepfather, who was a colonel in the Marines during World War II, mm-hmm. he, the, it was the only time I ever saw him cry. Right, because he, he probably had PTSD. He, yes, of course, most of them did. Yeah. But he said he had never seen anything capture the reality so much and how important sure. that was. Right. And he said that um, as a colonel, he said, when you start the firefight, it's like all your training just goes out the window. Sure, of course. And you're able to gather your senses the longer it goes on. But at first, it is just survival. Right. Which we saw a lot of that in that first scene. Okay, we're going to dive into this. First, we're going to take a break. We're going to breathe. <laughs> you oh, look, I'm breathing. You look so... Okay, I do have to say, you called me after this movie, yeah. or I called you, something happened. Oh, well, we were texting, I was texting we you We were during. texting, and then I talked to you later. You were so cranky. It, it puts me in a foul mood. Yeah, it because really Because it's not did. even a good story to back <gasps> up the gratuitous nature of Girl, this movie. that's where we're going to disagree. Yeah. Okay. okay, I can't wait to do Platoon and Apocalypse Now and I might Deer like them Hunter better. And I might like them better. We have a lot coming that's up. That's fine. Oh, God. Okay, I will be very... Okay, we're going to take a break. Be right back. Goodbye. And we're back. Let's break down this movie. So the first scene, right off the bat, I mean, we do see an old man going to a graveyard first. Okay. But the first big scene is the... um, is Normandy, Omaha Beach, D-Day, June 6, 1944. Right. We have the storming of the beach. Now, my stepfather was not the only one who commended Spielberg for capturing this. Many World War II veterans, D-Day survivors, historians, all of that, all commended him. I do think witnessing those moments in history are really important. Exactly how they were. If you're going to depict it, like, let me see what actually what it was. That's how I feel. You obviously feel something different. No. Yeah. I, I just, 
there's no benefit for it for me. Like, okay. I don't need to see videos of people being killed to understand that they were killed. I'll watch a documentary. Okay. I enjoy actual accounts of things. Right. But to dramatize it that way and, like, make it a flashy, you know, movie mm-hmm. and make it so graphic, even, like... Because I was reading all sorts of reviews, right? Good and bad reviews. Every single bad review, and I agree with it, yes, okay, accurate, I get it. Mm -hmm. So what? (laughs) Like, so what? I think I just, it's so unnecessary. I didn't watch the first 30 minutes. It was playing, but I was on my phone reading reviews. Because it's just not something I like seeing. Mm -hmm. It's not something that um, is entertaining to me. Now, are you going to feel, let me just, because I assume you've seen Schindler's List. That's another one that is very graphic and difficult to watch. Did you feel the same about that? Like, is that not something? I saw Schindler's List way later, like maybe 10, 15 years ago because of that very thing. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel that same way when you saw Schindler's List? Not as visceral. Yeah. Okay. Not as visceral. Well, this was a lot of, I mean, blood, guts, all of it. So stupid. Um, now, a lot of soldiers, uh, survivors, walked out of the screening because it was too realistic. I, it was I difficult to watch. And in fact, the Department of Veteran Affairs had to create a special phone number just for survivors who had seen this movie. Yeah, what a great benefit really, of this movie. Or really, I guess, anyone who had seen this movie. I love a movie that creates trauma and PTSD, <laughs> right. like real, actual, like, negative emotions in people okay. who survived this war. Like, what's the benefit? Well, what do you think about, like, um, I mean, movies that are made about 9-11? Do you feel that same way? What movies have been made? Well, there was... Oh my gosh, what, Twin Towers? World Trade Center, that was one that was made. I never saw it. I haven't seen any movie about 9-11. Okay, there there are a few that have been made. So do you feel the same way about that? Like it's just... Like I don't understand the taking of legit major traumas within history. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, whatever, but in history... And to monetize it and make it glamorous and make it into movies, make it, make them make documentaries. Mm -hmm. I want to hear the voices of the people that were actually there. I I don't care about, uh, actors recreating these moments, like give the moments to the people who were there. I just don't find it necessary. Okay. And I, I find that. it, I find now, it gross. I, I, I just, will, it's gross to me. I definitely prefer a documentary when it's a historical event. 100%. I prefer a documentary every time. Uh, but I do think, like for example, surviving through nine eleven. I mean, I wasn't in New York City, but experiencing 9-11 just from where I was, where we're watching in real time what's happening. Right. Right. My kids have heard about 9-11. They know what 9-11 is. They were born after them. Yes. But they didn't experience that. My memory of it and their memories of it or memory or learning of it is extremely different. Sure. So I kind of feel that way about World War II or with any war. 
I was not there. It was before I was born. And it's interesting to me, um, especially with this movie, considering a lot of the effects and everything that they use, they used actual um, uh, equipment from World War II. Like they Mm -hmm. went to a gun range and shot off some World War II guns to get the exact sound. Mm -hmm. You know, so hearing things like that, seeing the the boats that they used to come up to the beach, two of them were actually used in World War II. Mm -hmm. To see those types of things. And of course, there were little inaccuracies in that whole D-Day, the invasion. Very small, though. Like, for the most part, it was extremely accurate. Right. Um, So I think it's important to witness that. And even if it's in a dramatic fashion, um, I am okay with that. Can I ask you what you learned in that first 30 minutes that you didn't know already? (laughs) It's not so much what I learned. I saw more of the chaos of the war. I've learned about D-Day. I know all about it. But actually seeing the absolute chaos and the death surrounding, that was very different. Sure. I don't think about that type of stuff when I learn about, oh, and then this battalion went over here and they did this and that's how it turned out. I don't put faces to any of it. Right. So that was, I didn't necessarily learn anything new. It's just what I saw. Things that they got right, like the correct code names were used. The seasickness, that was a big thing with mm-hmm. the soldiers. Um, and then, of course, the sounds of the guns, you know, pinging. That like weird, almost like uh, like if you were to fire a gun and it hits a pole. Like that weird mm-hmm. metallic ping. Uh, this scene was about 20 minutes long. Obviously, the real battle was a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... This scene cost $12 million and had 1,500 extras. And it was not filmed on Norman or on Omaha Beach. It was right. actually filmed in Ireland. There were... Um, one of the inaccuracies, there were 12 authentic landing crafts that were used, but these weren't the actual ones that were used on D-Day. And we see, we tend to forget that the British also invaded as well as Canadians. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just Americans there. This movie kind of acts like it was all Americans. We didn't really see anyone else. Right. Right. Uh, Soldiers. One thing they really got wrong is the water was the safest place to be. Because the bullets will actually, and we see a lot of movies. I mean, there are a lot of movies where someone's swimming and they're mm-hmm, shooting mm-hmm, into the mm-hmm, water, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it looks dangerous. But that's actually the safest place because when the bullet hits the water, it's an obstacle and right. it loses momentum immediately. Right. So that was actually the safest place to be. So these people who are being shot in the water and sinking to the bottom, it's not very realistic. Now, once the Americans broke through the lines, remember they came across two soldiers who they they appeared to be German soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they were not German. They were actually Czech. And they kept saying, so we didn't get any subtitles. Right. You know, so what they were actually saying is, please don't shoot me. I am not German. I'm Czech. I didn't kill anyone. I'm Czech. Because Germans would take a lot of the Czech people and force them to fight right. for Germany. So... Yeah, these these two guys didn't, which was a little sad. Wasn't one of them shot? Like, yeah, they, they shot one of them. Yeah, 
I think they killed both of them, didn't they? Mm, I don't remember. So then they find out that they have this mission to save Private Ryan because three of his brothers died in battle. The mom was about to find out about all of them. And so their mission was to get Ryan home. Now, that is an actual thing. A policy had been put into place two years earlier called the sole surviving son policy, or that's what it was known as, where if someone um, is the sole surviving family member, Mm -hmm. then they have to be sent back. So I think, I mean, I kind of am happy about that, (laughs) that, you know, as a mom, you're not going to get lose everybody but then they weren't allowed to serve with each other they couldn't be oh and like the same battalion or whatever yeah they couldn't make that so it does so we have captain miller mike horvath richard ribbon adrian caparzo stanley mellish daniel jackson erwin wade and vin diesel Diesel. oh you're right i didn't but he was caparzo yeah um yeah very unknown so hot he was really hot. God. So then we go to Nouvelle Plan. That is the French. That is how the French say it. Say what? The place where they go, where they're oh. defending it, the little girl. Oh. All of that. Where we lose Caparzo. Vin right. Diesel is our first like soldier to die. Right, well, right. Of this group. Right. So he was killed by a German sniper while mm-hmm. rescuing this young girl mm-hmm. and they kept telling him put her down put her down put her down but he was like absolutely not i'm taking her the we see captain miller um shaking like he kind of shakes through the whole movie yeah even in the very 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 beginning yeah. that's the opening shot I that's think, the opening is, is shaking him shaking hand. but this is where he tells horvath just kind of you know, ever since this war started, I'm shaking. They never they clarify never really what say it is. Why? But most likely it's PTSD just from uh, the war because he was starting to shake even when he wasn't in battle, hmm. um, which is one thing he said. Now, this place where they were, it was an actual place. It was um, a commune, and when it happened. This is an actual battle that took place. There were only 42 soldiers to defend it. And the actual battle was about eight hours. So we have poor Vin Diesel dies. And he's trying to give them the letter to send to his parents, which is one thing that all soldiers do. Mm -hmm. They write basically goodbye letters in case they die. Um, So... That was really sad, and it was covered in blood, and that's where, you know, Tom Hanks tells him, you're going to have to rewrite it. Like, we're not sending a bloody letter to Caparzo's parents, you know. So then they go to this rally point where they think that Private Ryan will be. It's where, because he was part of the 101st Airborne, so this is where they were all supposed to meet. But he kind of went off course. So one scene that made me really sad and I assume you feel the same way and feel it was unnecessary. But one scene was when they were looking through the dog tags. I and just um, kind of throwing them in a pile. It was gross. I'm it, literally. I can't tell you how many times I said out loud watching this movie. That's gross. Or, That's think, stupid. That's gross. That's gross. See, here's what that scene did to me. It showed me that. 
these soldiers kind of had to compartmentalize because these are actual people that they're just like, nope, nope, not him, not him, not him. Um, and then you see the soldiers walking by and you see Private or Wade, the, the medical guy, um, Giovanni. Right. You see him just like put them away. These are, you know, they're brothers. Yeah. Put them away. Fucking disrespectful. It's very rude. disrespectful. Absolutely. But I do think that it shows in wartime you're going to lose people and you stop thinking of them as human. Almost because you have to. Because how on earth would you get this giant thing of dog tags of all these fallen soldiers and go through it looking for one and not be affected by that? But they weren't. Because I think that they just, you know, in times of trauma, we kind of just have to, like, dissociate ourselves. I mean, there's a dissociation and then you're playing poker with people's dog tags. You are so cranky even now. I, I honestly it's I'm I'm glad I didn't watch it like yesterday. just yesterday yeah that would have been terrible yeah um I, I just I just very 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 little did I enjoy this movie I mean I don't very think anyone little. enjoys it that's you but, know but, but I you think know, that I mean, if someone's in the like that's of, my favorite no, that'd be you weird. know what I mean you, you know what I mean? Like appreciate it. You didn't appreciate the movie or think it was necessary. No, I just think it, this, the story between the two battles mm-hmm. was so razor thin that it's like, okay, we have the big battle. So they're so realistic, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then give me, give me something in the middle to See, really root for, think... to really like, I didn't, I, honestly, I was, was not connected to any of these characters. Mm-hmm. They were all very surfacy. Mm-hmm. They were a little cliche. I was literally just about to say that. You I know, you had like that. the Jew. Yes. When he just kept telling people I'm Jewish, which I get. Yes. Okay. But did we, can you tell me anything else about him? Okay. Touche. Okay. Then we have the, the brash New Yorker. You know, who's like, speaking off the cuff, you know, okay. (laughs) Do we know anything else about him other than he was a brash New Yorker? This is true. Okay. We have the medic. Uh And the only thing we know about him is he ignored his mom. mom, (laughs) And then when he's dying, mama, mama, like, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right? I guess. Then we have like the innocent bumbling translator who we know nothing about. Yeah. Other than he's a bumbling idiot who's never seen action or war. Okay. Okay. What about so, Tom Hanks? Okay. He was an English teacher. Yeah. That's what we know about him. And we know he shakes. he's married. We know I, he's I guess been there. It, there just is such a, a missed opportunity to like really have conversations amongst these soldiers during downtime to really talk about like, you know, what's going on. And maybe that's just what they talked about. And that's more of the realistic part of it. You know, you know, so real. I I would think they would talk about more. I did like the relationship between Miller and Horvath. Um, I did like that mainly because I love Tom Hanks and I, 
loved Tom Sizemore. I thought they were really, really great in it. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, can, can I just rewind real quick? Of course. To... To Normandy? No. Oh, God, okay. Uh, no, post, post-Normandy. post Okay. Where they cut to, like, you know, uh, the Pentagon or wherever they make this decision to authorize... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cliche. <laughs> it was a little... And so absurd. Okay. That, like, this, like, Lincoln letter was like, oh, yes, let's put more soldiers in danger for this one person. Like, I get it. Give me a break. And then he's like, <laughs> five sons to die gloriously. Like, how gross. That's just so I mean, gross. Are you talking about the link- actual Lincoln yes, letter? Yes, five sons to die gloriously. No. Yeah, no. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. Okay, moving on. I get okay. All right. You want you want to know one one thing I liked about it? One moment. Okay, I like the one moment where they're going through I don't know what little town that's like maybe abandoned. Right. Where they're going to they finally meet Ted Danson. Okay. The worst casting ever. Okay. Um when they're creeping by and they knock the like a structure down and then the wall falls down and there's like an army of Nazis like in yes. this room and you're yes. like, <laughs> yes. that was a cool moment. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk about that scene when that's talking the, about Saving Private that's Ryan. Like one of the only few notes I wrote wow. of things okay. I like. Okay. So yeah, a, a gun nest is discovered. Right? Oh, okay. Wow. And this is where the medic Wade is killed. And no, that's a different. He's killed at that where they want to go. The the group wants to go around this right. one cannon or whatever. And yes. what's his face wants to go directly through and yes. ignores everyone. And yes. is, uh, just so pointless. Okay. So one of the German soldiers does surrender. Right. Known as Steamboat Willie. That was his name. That is. Yes. What he. I don't know when we ever hear that, but that is how it's listed. Steamboat Willie. Is this the one that was like, uh, I love fried chicken and yes. I love America. Yes. He was digging a grave. Carol Burnett. I don't then know they what were he was gonna, <laughs> Then they were going to, it looked like they were going to kill him, right. execute him, but then up him, our bumbling idiot translator, mm. according to you, um, convinces the men to let him go. And one of the guys was like, well, you just let him go. I hope he doesn't rejoin, you know. Which, which don't we see him in the end? Isn't he the one that he's, stabbed? He No, he's not on? the one that stabbed Mellish. Uh. He's not that one, but he is the one who gives the fatal shot to Miller. Oh, to Tom uh, Hanks. Oh, oh, to Tom Hanks. Oh, yes, okay. who let him go. Um, I mean, that just tells you don't, yeah, Hollywood. don't let people go. So this is where there's a lot of discourse amongst these soldiers who are on this mission because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryben is like, rightfully so. Screw this, I'm done. Yeah, same. Horvath is like, no, you're not. You, I will kill you. Blah blah blah. This is also when we find out that Miller was a teacher and a baseball coach. There's something more we we found out, and that war had changed him, and that with every single kill, he feels farther and farther from home. Right. Um. Now, you see a lot of dead cows in this scene. Did you notice that? 
I did not. There were tons of dead cows. And that was accurate as well because the Germans wanted to deprive the allies of any sort of nutrition, basically. Okay. They were like, we don't want them to use it as food or milk. It was They were very vicious. So then we get to Ramel. We're at the end of the movie, Conrad. We get to Ramel. This is a fictitious town. Okay. Can I just... <laughs> yes, Conrad, you can. <laughs> the fact that we just skipped probably, what, an hour and 45 minutes of the movie... And that was only the highlight. The, the only highlights we talked about were dead cows. You know what I mean? Like, just well, that goes to show, true. like, we, the lack of content in okay, this movie. I can see that. Those scenes can very easily be summed up. Um, you did a great job of summing up finding out about the soldiers, which was an entire scene uh, when they were, like, sleeping for a couple of hours before they had to move. Um Yes, and then, you know, Giovanni Ribisi's death was pretty graphic, and he was freaking out because he could see his liver and didn't know how to tell them what to do. And you could see the hesitation in that scene because they were, like, given morphine, and you could tell that they were giving him, no. like, the last of the morphine. Right. Uh, but because he was in so much pain. So, all right. So, anyway, they get to Ramel. Also, like, this whole... <laughs> This whole, like, almost attempts at comedy, like, tragic comedy, where, like, Give an they, example. they uh, tell the wrong Private Ryan. Mm. The deaf guy. Or, no, they get information. No, not that one. But then they get information of where Private Ryan is from the guy I'm, who couldn't hear. Right. I'm talking about where they first meet. And they're like, oh, you know a Private Ryan? Oh, yes. yeah, I know Private Ryan. And, oh, tell and they him. tell him. And it's it's like almost an attempt at comedy. But yeah. like, again, gross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will give you that. There was no need for an attempt at comedy to lighten any of the atrocities we were seeing. Uh-huh. Hollywood. Oh, jeez. So. There's Hollywood elite. One thing <laughs> one thing that um, Spielberg did make them do was he had Tom Hanks and the group of men, Edward Burns, you know, Vin Diesel, all of them, go through a 10-day training, like combat mm-hmm, training mm-hmm. that was very difficult, very strenuous. And they he didn't have Matt Damon do it. So there was already kind of a natural, like, Disconnect. You, Mac Damon. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so there is this grudge against them that Spielberg definitely helped form. But understandably, they're like, why are we sacrificing the lives of eight soldiers for one? Yeah. It, I, I guess that was also part of my issue is that they're on a mission I couldn't even get behind. It was like the whole the whole time I was like, this is so stupid that they're put in this situation. This is true. However, in the process of doing this mission, they were able to help many soldiers along the way, defend certain areas, um, thus saving many lives, not just Private Ryan. So it wasn't for nothing, them going on this mission. However, that was unrealistic in itself, where that just wouldn't happen. In such a realistic movie. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Well, I didn't say the whole movie was realistic, but those battle <laughs> scenes were realistic. Right. Right. Um, so they find Private Ryan, and he refuses to leave. Right. It's weird because you 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 know the movie's called Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. They talk about Private Ryan mm-hmm. for almost and two hours. Two hours before you see movie. him. Yes. And like, you know, you, I don't know what I was expecting, but mm-hmm. like, once you finally get the physical representation of what has been kind of like a symbol almost the entire right. time, right, was a letdown as well. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I did not feel that way. Right. Uh, mainly because I was thinking more of what they went through along this journey. You know, it's about the journey, not the destination, Conrad. Except it was about the destination. (laughs) Well, they were, they had a destination they had to get to. But they did save many lives in the process. And yes, they lost some as well. But, um, so I didn't focus so much on, okay, we're finally at Private Ryan, you know. Oh, see, that was like a... It's the name of the movie. I'm surprised that it took so long to get there. Yeah. And then I'm surprised that he was only in it for like 30 minutes. Right. That was surprising. I agree with that. So he refuses to abandon his post, which the person this is based on, Fritz Nyland, he also refused to abandon his post. Right. Now, Fritz Nyland did have the sense of, oh, wait. I thought they, <laughs> I thought they hadn't. They didn't go try to rescue the real guy. That was not a real that story. That was not the real thing. However, um, he did get orders. Oh, to you like go to back go. home. And he was like, oh, absolutely I see, I see, not. I see, I see, I see. However, he did eventually do it because they were direct orders. And you right. don't disobey direct orders. Correct. So that was also a little unrealistic. He would never do that Correct. or be allowed. So... They decide, okay, we're just going to, uh, we're going to stay here and defend because um, uh, Horvath was like, let's at least have one thing come out of this. Like, if we're going to go here, we're searching for this one guy, then let's defend this place, help do it, and then it means more than just finding this one soldier, Right. Right. So he's like, we're doing this. Tom Hanks is like, you know what? You're right. Now, Horvath is killed. Um, in fact, everyone is killed except for Rybin, played by Edward Burns, and Upham, the translator. Right. Those are the only two that are not killed in this whole fight. Uh, and Ryan. And and Ryan, yeah. Um now, one thing people were like, that can't be real, is when the guy, the sniper, shot the other guy through, like, the uh, his scope that he was using. Mm-hmm, like, they mm-hmm. were both pointing that at each other. That was earlier. When that was in this battle. Caparzo died. No, 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 no. That was in this battle. Um, that actually is a real thing. Like, that has been done before. Now, the distance between these two, it wasn't realistic. But actually shooting someone, like, through the scope, that's how good. I can't remember if the sniper 
I think that he was in World War II or he was in Vietnam, but there was an actual sniper who had done that. Also, I forgot about that one character, the, the Southern the southern guy spitting out Bible verses. Oh. Did we know anything else about him? No. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm making valid points here. No, you are absolutely valid points about the plot being a little too thin. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. Um, and a little cliche. You're absolutely There's just right. no, the reward for what you have to suffer through at the beginning and end is just not there for me. See, for me, I think just Tom Hanks and Tom Sizemore's performances, I feel, are fill out that middle section that was thinner in plot. I'm like ha- always half in, half out with Tom Hanks. Really? Yeah. I mean, I listen, there are a lot of Tom Hanks movies I love. Which ones do you not love? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I don't know if there's like a movie, uh, well, uh, Elvis. What a terrible movie that was. He was really bad in that. I did terrible. not like him in that. But hello, like Forrest Gump. Come oh, I love on, Forrest man. Gump. Um, Philadelphia, amazing. I did not like Philadelphia. Interesting. Yeah. Money Pit, that's one of my favorite oh, that's comedies ever. Mm-hmm. Big. Oh, I you love know, yeah. Big. I want him to do a comedy again. I miss, yeah. I miss you know funny Tommy. Terrible? What? You got mail. I hate. Terrible. Hate that movie. But your sister, it's one of her favorites. It's terrible. Okay, so everyone's killed. When Mellish is getting stabbed by that guy, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Upham is right outside yeah. the door. Fucking so stupid. Totally frozen. It makes me a little angry that he survived of all of them. Right. That's annoying. Just tells you don't do anything and you'll be fine. So the guy they let go, Steamboat Willie, ends up... I cannot believe that's his name. I know. That's his credited name? That's his credited name. That's so weird. But I know that, that he's the one who delivers the fatal shot to is he? Miller. Because I thought there was like controversy about whether he actually is the same guy or not. He's definitely the he same guy. He is the guy. same guy. Okay. Because Upham then recognizes him. He's Upham's the one who convinced them not to let... Or to convince oh, them right, to let right, him right, go. Right. And then Upham's like, okay, yeah, now you're going to die and shoots him. Like, that's that the was one also kill so he has. stupid. It was... Like, he's cowering next to these people the entire time. Yes. And then they bomb it. And he's like, pops up. And there's like eight of them. And he's one. And they're like, oh, no. I'm going to put my guns down. <laughs> well, they had already lost at that point, and They knew it. So they were surrendering in order to not be killed. But then he did kill Steamboat Willie. Now, I do love Tom Hanks telling um, Private Ryan to earn this. I loved that. Right. Earn it. Well, yeah. Damn. Yeah, you better make something of your life. And he even alludes to that earlier. He's like, this guy better solve Mm -hmm. solve cancer. Mm -hmm. Like, find a cure or do something. Like, he better freaking earn it. Now, it is true that the even though this was a fictitious town and a fictitious battle, bridges were a huge thing in this war. Sure. Protecting them, um, making sure that you have control of them, all of that. We'll be reviewing the movie The Bridge on the River Kwai, which is about that very thing, you know, the importance of these bridges. So that part was very real. The very end of the movie... When the old guy, old Private Ryan, 
is standing in front of the grave of Miller. This was very cheesy. I will totally give you that. Um, A tearless cry. It was a tearless cry. And I love that his wife is like, what the hell's wrong with you? And then he's like, tell me I'm a good man. Tell me I've had a good life. Terrible. And she's like, No, you haven't. You're terrible. No, she's like, yeah, you are. Sure. Like, there's no real comfort there. No. (laughs) Like, it's that. And then he salutes him. Come on. That was a little melodramatic. Like, his granddaughter's in the back with the boobs. (laughs) With the boobs. When I love the one child, like, walking around in circles. (laughs) Y'all, you know what? Y'all, mm-mm. Y'all have you ever been to anything. Arlington? I haven't. I really want to go. Like really haunting. Yeah, I would no. think so. Technical achievements in this movie. They were there were some cool effects that they did, which it makes sense that they won best effects. But did ILM do this? ILM had a lot to do with it. I would assume they, their involvement was very downplayed, though. But a lot of the. Um, Bullets were digitally created by ILM. A lot of the what? The bullets. The bullets. Oh, okay. See. Yeah. Um, now, they did little things like they reduced, or the color saturation was mm-hmm. reduced um, by 60%. Okay. So that it had that bleak kind of feel through the entire The kind of drab look. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... One thing that they did, I told you before, they recorded the sounds of the actual guns at the time to use mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, drills were attached to the side of the cameras mm-hmm. and then were activated uh, whenever there were explosions, things like that. So that's how you had that shaky, mm. like the camera's literally there and the explosion shook it. Um, that's how they did that. That was a brand new thing. They had the actor's rifles were um, they had some sort of rig where there were special sensors on it so that when they shot it, it would send a sensor to their target. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of, it was much more real time. So it made it much more realistic for the people shooting and Mm -hmm. then the actual targets. Mm -hmm. So things like that that they used. Um, There was also the shutter speed. They Normally, a camera's shutter is set to a 180-degree angle. It's very technical, and I don't understand it. But the cinematographer decided to set it to a 90 and a 45-degree shutter instead, so it shortened the amount of time of light coming in. Which so it made it darker. Which made it darker, but also cast a really sharp image. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool what they were able to do. All right, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to come back with some... Movie questions to find out Conrad's favorites, favorite moments in these in this movie. Uh-huh. We will be right back. I can't wait. All right, Conrad. So we already know when you first saw the movie. Yeah. Was around when it was released. Correct. We already know you don't like the movie. That is also correct. Do you think it belongs on the top 100? No. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, you know, I get the technical achievements, and that is part of the requirements for AFI. I understand that, right? Yes. Um, you know, I guess it did win five Academy Awards, so there's that part of the, the requirement. Yes. Right? I get, un- I understand why it checks the boxes for, um, for the requirements for it. Right. I just can't, I just can't stand behind the movie okay. to say, this is a movie you should go see. I, okay. I just... 
I, I just, okay. you know. I get that. Yeah. Uh, I do think it belongs on right. the top 100. Right. Um, do you think 71 is right? Um, no. I think it should be higher. Oh, higher. <laughs> I thought you were going to say lower. <laughs> no, higher is in like... Like 50 instead of 71. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say like maybe 90 instead of 71. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I would Got move it. it up. I mean, for Pete's sake, if... For Ryan's sake. Philadelphia's. Philadelphia's story and... What a, duck soup, what a delightful duck poop movie. is more like it. Um, then, yeah, I do think that this should move up a little bit. Not... It should not be like top 20 or top 25 no. even, but I would move it up like in the 50s probably. Mm-hmm. Or in the 40s. <laughs> mm-hmm. 44, in fact. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, what? So your favorite part was when the wall fell. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I cool. actually uh, not enjoy or like, but I thought the last battle was better than the first battle. Well, it was less graphic. It was less graphic. Which there I were appreciate. less people. You've gotten to know these characters, even if they are just the bumbling idiot translator right. and things. You've gotten to know them better. They're at the end of their mission. I loved, like, it was exciting with those tanks rolling in and them having to figure out how to Little stop sticky them. Bombs. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, the, the last battle was definitely more Hollywood style. Was more the hero, like you know, yes. the ah, oh, you know, and this, and yeah. you know, which was very contrasted to that opening scene where you don't have a hero, no. you just have chaos, right? Yes, which is very um, accurate to war. Go on, right? This the last part just to, to me was uh, again a little more cliche. Okay, okay. Who is your favorite character? Hmm. God. Uh, that's a real tough one. Was it Brian Cranston? <laughs> no, God, that, that jacket alone makes me not like him. Yeah. My personal favorite. <laughs> yeah, go was, ahead. Oh. Was Horvath? Was Tom Sizemore? Got it. Why? I just I love Tom Sizemore. I really do. Even though he kind of turned into like a creepy person in real life and all of that. I absolutely love Tom Sizemore. Rest in peace. But I really did. Right. Um, Just as an, I thought he was fantastic in it. I thought that he was, out of all of them, he looked like he belonged in the military right. to me. Well, when you have a draft, you have people who don't. Who don't. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks Because there were, how many drafted for this? 16 million or something like that? Oh, I don't even know. It was a like lot. an absorbent amount of money. Yeah. Not money, about um, of people. people. Yeah, I don't know. You know. I was looking at um, survivors of World War II, and mm-hmm. I believe there's like less than 200,000 people alive who served in World War II. I'm surprised it's that many. And they're saying within, I think, s- till 1936, mm-hmm. there'll be like less than 200. Is like the the projection and the estimates. Nineteen thirty six or twenty thirty six. That is what that I'm makes not... more sense. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised it's that many because we're already like eighty years out. Right. Right. You're talking about even if you're eighteen and forty four, that puts you at twenty six. Yeah. So you're you're creeping on a hundred. Yeah. 
I mean, my stepfather, he lied to get into World War II. A lot of people did. Hmm. They said they were older than they were. I think he was he was born in 27. Mm, so he's 17. Probably. So he was, yeah, around then. And um, so, I mean, now he would be 96 years old if he was still alive. Right. And he was like one of the younger ones. So I'm really surprised it's that many. Yeah. But they may also be talking about like the children, like in the Holocaust that were really young, you know, that have survived. I mean, survivors of World think, War II. No, I think be they're talking, talking about U.S. Soldiers. military oh, wow. people who were enlisted I'm in the in the war. Shocked by that. Yeah. So, would you recommend <laughs> this movie to a friend? No. Could this be made today? I mean, it's I only twenty five years later. No. So it's hard to. I mean, I think World War II movies are made all the time. There are a dime There's, a dozen. Yeah, I don't think this needs um, to be remade for sure. So you would not recommend this, okay? Okay. I mean, like, listen, if people, you know, if you like blood and gore, knock yourself out. If you like a weak storyline, hit, hit it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. So, what character can you relate to the most? Ugh. Honestly, probably the translator. Because <laughs> we're like bumbling, <laughs> bumbling I, idiot. I would yeah, be that, and I would be that person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like totes. I, I'm not. Uh, it's just not for me. No, I I get that. I probably would relate to them as well. Yeah. What I'm not even going to ask you. Oh, ask. What were you thinking as you finished the film? <laughs> Can I let me review my texts to you? Oh Hold You're, on. Let me review my texts to so, you from last week. Y'all, most of the time, like Conrad is a total delight of a person. This was only a few times during this podcast have I been like, wow. Yeah. You are really angry. Okay, let's see. One of them was when I finished to hit or I, I forgot the, to hit record. There <laughs> That was a bad one. <laughs> um, I started off texting you by saying, this is all gratuitous and disgusting, mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody should be watching this. Yes, yes. And then... And what was my response? Oh, Conrad, it's amazing. <laughs> Maybe you should just watch it. Because you said you were just like on your Yeah, phone. I said, I haven't looked at the screen the entire movie, <laughs> just reading about the movie on my phone. And you said, Maybe you should watch it. I said, Nah. I'm halfway through and this whole movie is stupid. <laughs> Are you serious? What is going on with you? You said. I said it's just very gratuitous. The graphic nature is not something I enjoy watching at all. And there's not even any interesting character development. I was literally. No real storyline. Just shooting sitting. guns and long drawn out scenes of people dying. I wanted to write so badly and be like. I mean, like, are the dogs okay? Are you and Nick okay? Like, what's that? Something more must be going on right now. You're like, <laughs> he said, we're going to argue about this. I said, I don't even care enough to argue. <laughs> this was going to be our first 20-minute episode. Oh, my God. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you are. I'm really glad we weren't able to do and it. And then you tried day. belittling me and say, okay, little girl. 
That no, that stemmed hmm. from an earlier conversation. Trying to emasculate no, me. No, no. Y'all, I'm cutting this out. That stemmed <laughs> from an earlier conversation that you and I had had. It was a total, I don't remember that conversation. I said it to make you smile because you were so cranky. Mm. And then did you say anything to that? Yeah, I said whatevs. <laughs> I said this is one we should have had a guest so I don't have to discuss it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Okay, so... Did you have any favorite quotes? <laughs> um, I think I actually did have one. Hold okay. on. I think I did. Hold on. But I my mean, the internet's Arnett, not working. Arnett quote is fantastic. Oh, you know what my you know what my favorite quote is? What? Fubar. <laughs> I do love Fubar. Fubar. That is that it's is German. Something I use. It's not German. <laughs> it's what they say in the movie. They say it to the translator because he doesn't know what fubar means. Oh. He's <laughs> like, mm, I've never heard that word. And later he's like, looks it up. He's like, I looked it up and fubar doesn't exist. <laughs> Idiot. In case you don't know what fubar is, it's fucked up beyond all recognition, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time Yours to- is probably one of those long, drawn out monologues. No, it's that literally just earn it. Are meant to move you no. and just instead was. It's just earn it. I think that's a great line. Mm, Jeez. Okay. So you did not recast this movie. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. I have no interest in seeing any more people in this movie. I did recast just three of the parts. I'm into it. Captain Miller. Mm -hmm. I thought James McAvoy. Tom Hanks one. Yeah. Okay. Horvath. This is the one I'm most proud of. Can I tell you this whole time I keep thinking you're saying Horvath? Well, now that would have been interesting. <laughs> um, Horvath. It's really bath. taken me this entire episode not to say Horvath. <laughs> You've made it to the end. All I'm right, so thank proud you. of you. Thank you. Okay, Horvath. Um, John Bernthal. You don't know who that is. <laughs> he plays Shane in The Walking Dead. Did you watch? Shane, you didn't watch. Shane. I did. Yeah. Oh, it was his best friend at the beginning who was having an affair oh, with his wife. Oh, I love him. He was in The I, Punisher. Yes, he was. Oh, God. I so good. I love him. He would be amazing as Horvath. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see that. I see that. I see that. And then Private Ryan, I thought Tom Holland. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So there were other people considered for Horvath. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton was considered. He turned it down because of the D-Day scene and his phobia of water. (laughs) He was like, I'm I'm with you. Not doing this entire movie. Michael Madsen, who I love, who's been in like all of Quentin Tarantino's films. Okay. And Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, for which For Horvath. I don't agree with that one. I could totally see Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Or Michael Madsen in it. Absolutely. Private Ryan... Edward Norton. Okay. Neil Patrick Harris. Interesting. And Ethan Hawke. Okay. But he may have been busy because his daughter was born that year. Oh. Captain Miller. Tom Hanks' part. Right. Mel Gibson. Oof. Harrison Ford. Ugh. Private Jackson. Barry Pepper, the sniper. The Bible quoter. Yes. Garth okay. Brooks. Ew. I know, okay. isn't that random? Or maybe Chris Gaines. Um. <laughs> oh 
uh, yes. I, I would think prefer, Chris Gaines would have been better. I would prefer Cliff or um, what's his name? Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. <laughs> um, Private Wade, who was the medic. Okay. Joshua Jackson. Okay. Um, which I find really interesting because that's when he was doing like Dawson's Creek. Right. That's super young, but I guess makes sense. The other director considered for this, which I think would have, I don't even know how I would feel about the movie, is Michael Bay. Ew. Right? But he, honestly, he was like, I don't know what to do with this. Right. So that seems smart. Now, Mary Shadkill, I just don't think is appropriate with this movie. Let me tell you right now, this movie and Schindler's List, I'm not doing Mary Shadkill. That's fair. Feels weird. So, Conrad, we're at the end. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for going on this ride with us, y'all. I did my best. You did. You actually contributed and had good reasons. And had valid points. You did have valid points. I wasn't like super irrational and emotional like maybe Philadelphia Story or something. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. All right. Next week, we will be reviewing the classic road drama, Easy Rider. Mm -hmm. Until then, here's drinking with you, kid. 